This episode of the Off Course Podcast is brought to you by Adele Golf. Their SMS weight system allows you to custom fit your irons and wedges on the fly to accommodate your unique swing and produce the best possible contact conditions for your game. Take a look at the SMS irons for maximum performance or the SMS Pro irons for maximum precision on www.adelgolf.com and let me know where the SMS weight works for you. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week once again is Mr. Jim Grunberg of Seymour Putters fame. Jim, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks for having me on. You know, I was actually just reminiscing not too long ago about that awesome trip we had down to Nashville to see headquarters. Uh, it feels like it was ages ago. It was probably only a couple of years at this point. Uh, I still have the head cover on the shelf over here. It was such a good time. I, I have to think that a lot of things have changed since then. We're in the same place. And, uh, you know, I think we'd have a lot of fun if we did that again. No question about it. Uh, it was so much fun to meet all the different people from the Hackers Nation. And so much fun to show them around. And actually, Nashville has changed a ton since that happened. So I think your uh, all of your visitors would really enjoy the town. But yeah, at Seymour, same old thing. We just continue to focus on trying to create the the best putters, the best experience uh, in the game by focusing on you know what we think is a technology that is still underexposed, the rifle scope technology. You line up the two white lines with the bottom portion of the shaft and you hide the red dot and it just seems like over time almost a vast majority of golfers that embrace that technology and get into it uh, they sort of have the aha moment um they feel like they're some of them feel like they're cheating other ones feel like they're just all of a sudden able to eliminate enough variables that putting is fun and uh you know putting can be really not fun <laughs> as you know because it seems like you know, it seems like it should be the easiest part of the game. You, you don't have to have a fast swing speed. And uh, you just, uh, you see great putters, uh, you know, of, of all ages and uh, and really all handicaps. So putting is something that can be mastered, uh, close to being mastered. But you have to work at it the same way you do with other um, clubs in your bag. And most people don't. And Seymour's rifle scope technology, the greatest thing about it is, is that it's something that works for you on the golf course, but when you're practicing before you play, when you're analyzing your round, you've got something to go back to that sort of um, zeroes you out. And, and that's why, you know, we do, we do think that it's, it gives golfers an advantage. So I think between you mentioned that it can almost be mastered and, and there's a lot of benefits to having things to eliminate, but the, the one thing I think is most challenging about a putter stroke is you have more time to think about what you're doing right and wrong by the time you actually make contact with the ball. And and the level of second guessing is a lot easier from my perspective on a, a putter because not only are you committing to a line you've selected, but you also have to make sure the entire setup is correct. So what I've always think I loved about RST is that there's just you've completely eliminated one component of that. And, and obviously we have to commit to the line we've chosen. But when you know your face is set up to it, I, th I think that reduces one of the significant potentials for flaws in our game. And, and I, I think that's what, what always came back to me when I first started experiencing RST. Um, 
do you get a lot of feedback from your customers from people who've tried the putters just to say that there there is a really definitive benefit there or they're surprised at how bad it was until i think both you, you know really there's so many golfers that just have never really spent the time exploring how they can improve their putting you know it's not it's not the house on fire sort of emergency. When you come back in, you might have 34, 35, 36, some players even 40 putts, but you don't come off the golf course typically saying that your worst shots were putts. You know, you think about leaving one in a bunker, you think about you know, an out of bounds drive, you think about, you know, wedges that, you know, didn't get anywhere close to your target line, but there, there's a way that you can improve your putting. And, you know, putting is, I can't say that, you know, there's any putter out there that's going to just help you make more and more and more putts by itself. Because as you said, there's a line, <laughs> there's, there's a speed and, you know, every single putt is different. So there's an awful lot that goes into picking your line and your speed. But in terms of the putter, we think that by having that one, as you mentioned, that one variable that's locked in um, that you don't have to second guess about it frees you up. It frees you up with confidence to make a more um, aggressive putt, just a more confident putt to stick closer to your line. If you feel like, you know what, hey, I've picked a line. My putter is now square to my target. It's square to my body. So it's going to help me with my fundamentals. And I think that that freeing you up is really the key. It, it really is. It's Seymour's a technical story, but it's a simple technical story. And I think the people that once they start golfing with a Seymour putter, they're more likely to talk about how simple it's made the game, not complex. So it is a little bit um, uh, confusing at first because it looks like, whoa, that's a technical story. But it's really just a simple aiming device that helps you lock on every single time and then allows you to focus on how, you know, how, how, how fast is this putt going to be? What is my line going to be? Not am I lined up correctly? What is my stroke going to look like? If you can take that, set it aside, you'll putt better over time. So one one of the things I think is interesting about the human eye is you can convince yourself of a lot of things. And um, I know certainly it's more dramatic. Uh, I think the best example for this would be if you line up to uh, a pin and then you hit one way to the right and your friends all say, dude, you were aimed at the the uh, cart path over there. And you're like, no, no, man, absolutely not. And you put that, uh, you know, the the alignment or the club down. And sure enough, you're aimed 30 yards to the right but in your brain you've trained it there's this training mechanism in ourselves that says i'm absolutely 100 lined up in the correct way uh if, if we haven't broken down seymour rst enough uh, i know we mentioned it's rifle scope technology but there's two external white lines and an internal red line and, and my experience is always you line as best as you can you, you absolutely hide the red but the goal is to line up the white lines to the black shaft absolutely as accurately as you can, and that confirms that you are 100% lined up based on the way you should be set up. Whereas I think unintentionally, we, we have this similar scenario where we have put a traditional putter down and we say, okay, we're totally 100% face accurate to our target. And then someone goes behind you and says, dude, you're aimed like way left. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I, I think that part of the story needs to be told a little bit louder uh, especially for the folks listening who don't have familiarity with RST because you immediately eliminate that component and you start to fully accept that you are 100% online and you can start to putt from there. And I, I, there was an aha moment when I first started 
trying to improve my putting. I actually was back when I had an SI two back in the day. Um, and it, it changed everything for me. Like it was so definitive at the time and it allowed me to free up to focus on other things, uh, with our good buddy, Mr. Chris up in uh, Hubbard, Ohio. Yeah. So the, the stroke itself. So, you know, I, I think it's almost, it's twofold, Jim. It's so simple that anyone can figure it out on their own without having to take an online course. Correct. But it's so, it resolves something so complex that our human eyes almost force us to be incorrect, uh, to feel comfortable in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. You know, golfers are always good to have another eye watching them. Typically we will be that other eye for other players we play with regularly. We may spend some time with them on the range. If you're a member of a club, you may find people that you're regularly practicing with and with putting, it's really no different. If you can have another practice partner or somebody else that's out on the putting green, of course they can get you back um, it, you know, from your bad habits. People over time, even tour players, it happens. It happens sometimes in a day. Sometimes it happens in two weeks. But all of a sudden you start drifting and something has changed the way you're seeing things and you don't catch yourself. And the cool thing about rifle scope technology is it is something that not only can you use to practice with, so we, we hate to say it's a training aid, but it sure does make the practice experience um, not just more enjoyable, but a little bit more meaningful because you know what you have to work on. And um, once you realize that it's real simple to just stay square to your target line with the Seymour, then you can start putting your focus into, it really is important to know how, you know, uphill, downhill putts, how the speed differs, you know, how the brake differs. So that all, that's the art of putting, which is really, really fun. And I think if you really embrace a Seymour putter over time, you'll find that you'll be more art and less science because the science part of it is so simple that it becomes second nature. It becomes, um, you probably don't think about staying between the two white lines when you're driving a car. But at one point in time, when you're getting your learner's permit, those two white lines seemed, you know, like a real challenge to keep the car between. But after a little while, your brain just knows what needs to happen. And I think our alignment system is a little bit the same. It, it just gets to the point where, of course, you're using it, but you're not using it with thought. It's, you know, it's not confusing you. It's just something very, very simple. It takes a moment, and then you can focus on the really important stuff like, you know, how can I become a great putter? I've got to get that feel. I've got to get the speed. I, I have to be able to hit the same shot. Tour players practice putting all the time i mean they're the best putters in the world and yet sometimes they take the most basic training aids out to the putting green on a monday and a tuesday and a wednesday before a tournament so many golfers if they haven't had a chance to ever watch golfers at a tour event watch how much time they spend on the putting green and watch how many different training aids they have so they're drilling themselves drilling themselves a seymour putter just accelerates that process for anybody it makes that process um more likely to be an enjoyable experience because you, if you, you, you may start missing putts, but with a Seymour, you might be missing them more consistently to the left or more consistently to the right, because you are honed in more consistently in terms of your setup, but that doesn't mean that you're reading the greens well. So that, that just becomes the next part of your challenge. Well, it, it eliminates, it, it hides the error in, in reading. You know, I think that's part of why we sway, right? Is because we, we assume that we're square to target and if we're a little bit open, we're going to have to keep aiming more and more left yeah. uh, to, to get that accurate putt. I, I think you made an interesting analogy with the uh, driving down the street. I actually have a road 
between me and the golf course that uh, doesn't have a center line. And I mean, I've been driving for uh, numerous decades at that point. I'm not going to target my age, but numerous decades at this point, I'm very comfortable driving between the lines. But when you take the line away, the, there's a lack of confidence when another car is coming in the other, the other direction. Um, I feel like that is a really cool analogy because it's not like I'm a bad driver. I'm quite good in the confines of what I have. But when you eliminate an element that guides me, it starts to become more challenging. So I want to piggyback on that. And you mentioned training aids. And, and I know that people love having a variety of putters in their stable or have a very particular putter they prefer to use. Do you do you recommend Seymour putters inherently as a training aid as well as a solid option for play? Well, I think a lot of golfers um, are they're married to their putter, right? I mean, any the putter it's 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 sort of a love hate relationship. It's it's very much you know if if there's one club in the bag that you know the the wedding you know the marriage analogy works, it's usually the putter because they. They're very, they do not want to part with that putter. I mean, usually they have some great memories with just about any putter that they have. But a lot of times they will realize that their putting has slipped. It's not as good as they'd want it to be. They may love their putter, but they don't love the results. And so, you know, if, if a Seymour putter is something that you first look at as, you know, reluctant to, you know, to marry, but something that you want to actually um, use to help get better, um, it's a great thing. We, we, we run into people all the time and, you know, I, I run into people to me, it's, it's cool when I run into PGA tour caddies and professional caddies, because, you know, they're caring for somebody who's making a living playing golf. And oftentimes if they're caddying at a local club, they see the most serious players out there and they really understand the game from a putting perspective. And I've always felt like almost anywhere I went uh, on the tour, it was always going to be a group of caddies that would first come up to me and just say, you know, greatest putter I've ever used. I don't know why more people don't use one of these things, you know, and it's really interesting um, to, um, to, to get feedback like that from, from golfers. And so if it's a training aid, you know, if it's, if it's something that if you feel more comfortable saying, yeah, I'm not going to switch to it tomorrow. Great. I mean, you know, if you really are a serious player, oftentimes you won't switch to something in a day. And with putting, if it takes a while, I would say, yes, the average person, any golfer, any serious golfer, if they just went and bought a Seymour putter, just an FGP or an FGP mallet, one of our real basic models, um, they would absolutely become a better putter, no matter which putter they use. Because that's the thing is, is that if you go ahead and practice with a Seymour putter, um, even if you don't end up using a Seymour putter, you'll be better for a while because the fundamentals that you use while you're using a Seymour putter will have some carryover, but then they'll wear off. And so that's why we always say, you know, of course I go ahead and just use one as a practice training aid. You know, it'll make your putting better no matter what you're using. But then typically after time, they'll come back to us and say, you know what? <laughs> I don't know why I'm not just using this Seymour putter. And, and, and it is a training aid that you can convert into your gamer. So if that's the way you want to look at it, I would say I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Nice. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about new product too. Um, we've seen multiple versions of the the giant, the mini giant. There's yeah. plenty of varieties that are going on. It sounds yeah. like there's a new product coming out called Mini Giant HTX, and I'd love yeah. to hear your story on that a little. Yeah, um, the HTX is coming out. Also, one called the Curve Back. Um, we 
do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but I, I think you probably do. When we first came out with the giant, it was the giant FGP and it was gigantic. Okay. It was the same size as the putter that Jack Nicholas used when he won the masters in 1986. That was, that was my baseline. You know, Hey, what did he use? That was the biggest putter ever. And what if we took our great putter and just blew it up to that scale? And we did. And we called it the mini, we called it the giant FGP. So we had a lot of players that used that putter and embraced it. But, you know, it, I think the cosmetics, the, the overwhelming size of it for many golfers was just too much. So we just started throttling back. And that's how we ended up with the name mini giant is the mini giant is sort of the third, it's sort of the third offspring of the giant. And we feel like we've settled in on a fantastic um, putter. The size is just slightly oversized. It's milled from aluminum, which is an incredible feel. And, um, and it allows the putter to be a little bit oversized. And then we use copper weights situated around the perimeter to give it tremendous balance and enhance the feel and, and, and give us the weight that we need. So that's the mini giant franchise. And the mini giant deep flange was a slightly smaller version, even than the mini giant FGP. And that has been the one that has really resonated where golfers said, this is the best of all things Seymour. It's got an oversized shaft, um, steel shaft, but it's a little bit oversized. The tip diameter is 460 versus a 370 tip diameter in our other putters. That gives the, uh, gives the shaft and it gives the putter more stability and, and less torque. It also allows us to have a slightly larger version of our rifle scope. So for a lot of golfers, I mean, not every golfer sees 2020 at all times. And even if they do, you know, when you look down and it happens even quicker that you can hide the red dot and you can get lined up square, all the more better. So that's those are the two main benefits uh, of the, the mini giant um, deep flange has been our top selling putter around the world for the last two to three years. And it really deserves its own space in our lineup. So I would say right now, the mini giant is, is going to become a series of our most forgiving, our best feeling, our best rolling putters, um, our most unique, our most innovative. And um, the mini giant HTX is going to be in a mallet size with enhanced heel and toe. So, you know, we've had people that have looked at our line. We've had the HT mallet. We've had the M5 HT very, very successful. People do love to look down and see that mallet with the split lines in the back. And so the mini giant HTX is our mallet version of that. And uh, I would have to say anybody that has seen, you know, some of the sneak preview photos that were released from the tour, um, we've had a lot of interest in that. And um, it sits really, really great. And it just puts an amazing role on the putter. So I've been lucky enough. I've been able to use it for about the last two months. Um, we brought it out there for, you know, company scrambles and, and, uh, and I've, and I've had tour feedback and it's been fantastic. So that's, that's probably the, going to get the most, um, attention of our new line, but there are going to be a couple other putters as well. So, um, the whole mini giant franchise is going to be one that says innovation, uh, high performance game improvement. So I'm assuming HT is it based off the M5 platform then? Uh, I would say it was initially based off the M5, but, you know, we did then get input from some of the, uh, our top partners around the world, Japan, Korea, 
throughout the U.S. So it's not just a blown up version of the M5HT. Um, it's it's got slightly different lines. But for us, yes, well, there's not going to be an M5HT or an HT mallet in the Mini Giant series. This this will be the one which sort of combines the looks of other putters we've had in our lineup and just sort of a look that the mallet player is, is enjoys right now. So um, maybe a few more straight lines and, and less curved lines. Okay. Any any hints or teases at what else could be coming for Giant? Well, there's a mini Giant curve back. There's also been some photos released on that one. And um, that one is really cool because it's based on the platform of the mini giant deep flange, which has been just really, really um, an amazing putter for us. It's, 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 it's almost next to the original FGP. It's the, it's the first putter that had just sort of taken off through word of mouth because it's, it performs so well and the size is so good. Well, the, the curve back is pretty much a similar um, footprint, but, a little bit more enhanced heel and toe visuals for the golfer. So it, it borrows a few more lines from a mallet. And so I think that's why um, the golfer oh. of that putter as well. Okay. And then there's I, an, and, and then, Hey, yes, we're committed. There's two or three or four other prototypes behind that, that maybe we can talk about it at, at a different time. So okay. we think it's a, we think it's a tremendous, tremendous um, platform for technology for us. I'm glad to hear the deep plunge has played a pretty significant role because I remember when you originally released it off your FGP shape, people got super excited about it and we'd seen similar versions of it. But when you add a little bit of that depth, uh, I remember people are really looking forward to and enjoying rolling that putter. Is that, is the momentum from those perspectives usually what drives you to push uh, a, a head shape in a direction? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, the mini giant FGP was still a blade. It was a super forgiving oversized blade. The mini giant deep flange um, was sort of actually based on, on, a, on actually a kind of a small blade that we had in our line for a little while called the MFGP deep flange. And uh, Ernie Ells had actually put that in play for almost an entire year and was the second best putter on tour with that. And the shape of it was, it was a, it was a blade with a deeper flange and that particular model was really small from the Seymour perspective. It probably had the smallest footprint, but when we blew that up into the mini giant deep flange, it really no longer looked like a giant. It just looked like a super um, stable, forgiving small mallet. And I think that's why the deep flange took off. And yet there's still two or three mallet shapes that can be even more enhanced than that. And that's, I think the direction we're going for the most part. Okay. What about other shapes, even more traditional shapes? Are you constantly looking at alternatives there? I know you you took down a really interesting hole with uh, RST2 for a while, and then yeah. you 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 messed around with diving board, which I thought was really cool technology. But are, are you continuing to pursue options at the more traditional shapes? Yeah, we are. I mean, we still see golfers out there. You know, a lot of golfers are always going to be influenced by Tiger Woods and you know, <laughs> what you know the the, the sort of classic um, plumber neck blade. And, um, that's something we're still always looking at. We have one in our line. Um, the latest iteration beyond RST two was something that we called, um, that, that we actually, um, we incorporated a true plumber neck hosel. Okay. And, um, we have, we have incorporated it into our M five HT 
and our M7 Tour with the, we called it the RST Hosel because the Hosel itself now does a much better job of hiding the red dot um, and, and squaring between the two white lines. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's more accurate. And it's also was interesting in that while it had the pure offset of a plumber neck, um, the, the shaft and the hosel were still in one plane. Okay. So we haven't really, it's tough for a small company like ours to really get the word out on even our base technology of RST. So the RST hosel, I think has suffered by just not really being widely exposed. Um, I was out at a corn Ferry tour event last week and I had two players come up to me and start putting with that and saying, wow, what a cool way to ha- to allow me to have my hands slightly forward and yet still feel like I'm putting with the accuracy of a, of a, a straight center shaft putter. Because I think the one thing is I do see that trends, uh, you know, the average golfer, the hackers nation and the average golfer out there, I think has always seen the benefits of a, of a straight, you know, center shaft type design. I think there are a lot of people influenced strictly by the tour that would have probably dismissed it because it's not a design or a shape that, that you see very often on tour. Um, you know, Zach Johnson, Payne Stewart, obviously there are a lot of golfers that would on tour that would love to have their records and their majors and their hall of fame careers. But for whatever reason, um, we've only seen recently, I think a trend towards more and more players looking at a straight shaft or, you know, one, one plane. So I think the market's coming towards us. Um, and you know, we joke about the fact that, you know, a hundred years ago, you know, the, the straight sort of center shaft um, golf club was was disallowed by the USGA and 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 the and the straight center shaft putter for about 20 years I believe was also considered to be non-conforming <laughs> you know because it I guess it was just too easy to use so more and more golfers I think it's it's a great story you know when you're a small company like ours I mean we really rely on word of mouth and you know and that's that's tough going against some of the monster companies that, you know, that have the tour staffs and what have you. But um, we still believe that there are many golfers out there that, that when they do finally discover a Seymour putter, uh, it can be game changing for them. That's why I stick with it. I'm interested about that, that Avenue, because you've been for lack of a better words, resilient and persistent over the last decade or so. And, you know, it, it's, it's, become a very challenging area to work in, I think, is golf products. And you see, especially in putters, the absolute gamut of options out there between super cheap to super expensive to somewhat nice to ridiculously overblown nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hundreds to thousands of dollars. The 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 variety of options out there that seem to be nearly endless. Anyone with half an idea on a piece of metal and a potential machine to work on seems to want to build a putter. So what does that look like for you guys? When, when you see this activity, when you, when you try to weather the storm of what golf is coming and, and changing and, and people are more willing to try different things, you know, how, how has that changed for you? And, and what do you, what is your outlook on that? I think golfers continue to treat Seymour like a, like a technology and a brand that they've just discovered. You know, I mean, we've, yes, we've been around for a while, but the cool thing is, is that we've not been overhyped. We've not been overmarketed. We've certainly been undermarketed and, and probably underhyped. But I think nowadays with social media and people being able to spread the word about something that they love, that, that very much falls in our favor. And so we have something that 
I think the differentiation to a Seymour putter is, is, is greater than some of the, some of the technologies that, you know, as you mentioned, there's, there's hundreds of options, but when you really look at some of them, it's a bit confusing. You really have to do a deep dive to see the subtle little differences that some people, you know, believe that, oh, they've enhanced something that's, you know, a popular, you know, popular shape or design, and they've just enhanced it. And that will continue to do great things for the industry. But when you actually see a Seymour putter and realize that it's a, it's a putter that actually has a sight on it that you can use to square up, um, I, I, it still tends to be one of those technologies that you hear people say, wow, how did I never know of this before? Even some tour players have, have told me that before. You know, they, people grow up in, um, you know, you keep yourself in your own little bubble and, and you're, you're focused on, you know, what it is that you are trying to do. And you don't, sometimes brands, sometimes technologies fall between the cracks. And I think that's kind of what's happened with us. But I think the the mini giant design, I think because it really offers some other really visually um, stunning um, uh, sight lines and, and it's beautiful that, you know, the black and the copper and it's just, it's really stunning and the rifle scope. So I think when we do come out with a product that is set apart even more than before, we've got a better chance of people getting excited about it. Because one of the first things that you have to do is you have to have something that somebody wants to go grab and pick up and say, what is this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. Like th- you have to have something that grabs and you know, certainly the, the large weights on the bottom make it curious and you see RST, which is also very interesting. Um, one of the things I really wanted to ask you about was overall shaping while things get bigger. I'm assuming the shaft gets larger as well on the, on the giants. Correct. All the giants have that 460 shaft. So, okay. um, which is, which it, it seems, it feels in proportion again, I, you know, people that have looked at it now, um, you know, I mean, I, 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 sometimes I go back to the early days when tennis rackets all of a sudden got a little bit bigger and then they got a little bit bigger. And, you know, when it first happened drivers, I mean, let's go back to drivers, right. When the first big birth that came along, right. It was considered to be this giant driver, but then we look back at it now and, you know, and all of a sudden we're like, wow, that, that was the, that was big and that was giant, you know, so it just keeps evolving. Um, I think the mini giant is a shape right now that anybody can very comfortably jump to the original giant, not so much, but the mini giant series, we have some fun with the name, but I think when people look at the HTX and they look at some of the other new putters we're coming out with, they don't really necessarily seem giant. They just seem really good and um, really logical. And, you know, I'd say the last, you know, the, the other thing that we haven't really talked about is, is, okay, you know, what about fitting, right? Fitting has been this trend in golf for many, many years. And it's, it's really started with, you know, it, it, it's, it may have started with putters many, many years ago, but then it really became all about drivers and it became about woods and hybrids and irons and putters really weren't part of that. And we think when we have a technology like we have, I mean, it's still important for the golfer to find the right Seymour and the right um, model for them. So all of a sudden you start bringing in club champion, right? A place where golfers can go and get that tour experience. And you can go and do that, you know, and, and, and see the entire line of milled Seymour putters and mini giants and get fit. And again, the word from golfers that go that direction has been incredible. What a great investment. You know, wow, I never thought I'd spend 
$500 on a putter and a putter fitting. But then again, it's half of my strokes, right? So why, 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 why wasn't this, uh, why didn't this seem more natural to me a couple of years ago? So we love the fact that more and more golfers are getting fit and you can go into a store and, you know, our, 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 um, you know, we kind of have a good, better, best lineup. We've, we've always taken pride in that, that, you know, not everybody want, has the four or $500 to, to spend on a putter and, um, you know, milled putters are, they're very expensive to build. The materials are expensive. So the reason that they're spending that much money is because the process of, of, of creating that type of putter is very costly. Um, but we've always wanted to keep an affordable putter too. And so, you know, golfers have seen our precision cast putters for years, our classic series, and, you know, for about half of a milled putter, um, you can get all of our great designs and technologies. It's just, um, you know, it's just not that little on the margin extra perfection that you would get with a milled putter. But we, we, we never tell a golfer um, that any one of our designs is going to work any better. They all work great with the rifle scope. It just comes down to what, you know, you can afford and what you kind of want to look at in terms of 100% milled putter. I mean, you can, the perfection just sort of registers when you first see it and you see the beauty of it. But um, many golfers aren't, aren't really worried about that. They just want a design that's going to work for them. For, for that group, we have our affordable putters. Yeah, I've seen a lot of golfers go through fittings, especially at places like Club Champion. And I've seen Seymour win that battle. The, the decision is always at the end of the day. Am I willing to have something that maybe looks a little bit different than the traditional shape uh, because it means an extra two, three uh, strokes off the card every round I play like that's that's not a bad thing so I think the the one thing I've really enjoyed Jim about fittings over the last couple of years is people's willingness to understand that there's not one answer and yeah. the answer might not look the same as other people's so you know I, I'm gonna play golf with someone this weekend who went the other way and I'm gonna remind him when he misses this next putt like hey <laughs> got a good chat for you I know a guy we had some fun. It's time to make the switch. So, <laughs> hey, I'd be a big advocate of every single person feeling like they need three putters, and only one of them would need to be a Seymour because I do feel like we even win the little battles. You know, that the golfers tell me all the time, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, I've got a Seymour in my rotation, and it's the one that surfaces the most as my gamer. But then they'll tell me, "But I am a golfer, so you can't really <laughs> just lock on one thing." <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that's the first question you ask someone to find out whether they're a golfer or a golfer. You say, yeah. how many putters do you have? And if it's if it's one or less, then you you already know that they're not uh, of like mind, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> hey, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was uh, the Ryder Cup coming up. I think it's a really perfect opportunity to celebrate a guy who's had uh, a career long worth of success on tour for you guys um uh, intentionally or not zach johnson as the captain this year you guys have to be pretty pumped around the office about that he's he, you know he's become a great friend over the years i mean we've spent a lot of time with him and helping him be the best golfer he could be just from the early days and and seymour was a huge part of that ride i think when you look back at zach johnson highlights which are going to be all over the place in the next couple of weeks zach johnson masters highlights you know, open championship highlights, Zach Johnson, Ryder cup highlights. I mean, he has one of the great, you know, Ryder cup records of anybody in that era, you know, which, which hasn't been an era of American domination. And yet, if you look at Zach's um, 
record. It, it, it holds up with anybody's. And if you look at those highlights, it's, it's fun because they're all Seymour. They're all, you know, it's, it's always a Seymour putter, right? That that's the beauty of a putter is, is that, that the last time the ball goes in a hole, it's usually coming off the face of a putter. And, uh, I love it. I've been, I've been watching all the social media that's been out there. He's a great choice as a captain. He, he deserves it not just because of the two majors, but he's got an unbelievable Ryder Cup record. And I think if you know his personality, the players will rally behind him. He's very much a sports guy. He's very much a competitive. Um, he, he's always embraced the Ryder Cup as the most fun thing he's ever done, I'm pretty sure. And it's because he loves that camaraderie. You know, all the golfers do. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I I think I heard that, you know, no American team has won on European soil in many, many years. It was it 20 or 30 years. And it's been a long time, but uh, I think Zach's the guy that can do it. Right on. How about uh, Nashville sports right now? Who are you excited about? Uh, Nashville sports? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the Titans did win their first game in eight. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's something, right? And the Predators, <laughs> uh, wow, the Predators um, have really changed things in the last year. So I'm a big Predators fan. We're excited about that. And a lot of people in Nashville are University of Tennessee people and, 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 uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope for the Vols as well these days. So that's what we're, I mean, Cincinnati, you guys are, I mean, you know, we're Owen two is what we are. You're Owen two, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too, Hey, it's too soon to jump off the bandwagon. All right. I, I, I think being a Cincinnati fan is still a very good thing. It's anything can happen in two games. Yeah, I don't have a choice. My wife dictates my sports <laughs> fandom here, and uh, we're Bengals fans, I'm told, repeatedly. So I'm, I'm in for that. Um, Jim, I always have a blast having you on. Is there, is there anything you want to share with anyone else about Seymour in total or just uh, about the game of golf you're, you're looking to share before we hop off today? Well, I would just say, listen, through the Hackers Nation, we love, love having um, conversations, build relationships with all of our customers. And so, you know, if anybody's out there listening if anybody at any point in time wants to know what we think about something, send us a note, you know, info at Seymour.com. You can send it to me, Jim at Seymour.com. Um, you know, if you want to talk to me, just send me a note and then we'll set up a schedule on my cell phone. We'll talk because th that really is the most fun part of this job is when you get to talk to people that, that are part of your team, they love your product or they've got ideas on the next great product. And I mean, it's, it's really, really fun. So I, I, I had a guy who was just a crazy Seymour fan over in Europe and he, he just, he's in marketing and totally different business. And, you know, he was just, but he just been thinking and thinking and thinking about how to get the word out. And he said, you know, he was stunned that I had even just responded to his note and we ended up having a half an hour discussion and it was fantastic. And he had all these great ideas and we love it. So I would just say it's Seymour. We do. We love to build custom products. We'd love to get to know our customers. Um, if nothing else, we always want to be known for having the best customer service in the industry because um, we're all golfers. It's, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to set course records every time we go out, but it's, it's fun to know other people, um, that have the same passion. And so we, we just welcome your team to do that. And you do have a habit of sneaking on THP's forums once in a while and saying, Hey to everyone. We always enjoy those interactions as well. That sounds great. Thank you so much for everything you guys do and, and all the best. And, and yeah, let's, uh, it'll be fun. The Ryder cup. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really fun. It's the super bowl of our, of our world, I think. Right on. Hey, everyone, if you're out there, uh, I feel like if you're a part of THP, especially the forum, you know Seymour Putters. 
Uh, it's been a, a big part of the conversation there for many, many years. It's a fascinating concept, uh, which should be very simple, but it eliminates a, a significant variable that can make you a better putter. So I, I would definitely encourage you to take a look at Seymour putters if you haven't already. Uh, from my understanding, they're fairly available, especially if you get to a, a fitter or some of the the, the big box stores uh, and just see what it's like. Put it down and, and see how easy it is to fix your alignment. Because if, if you can't, if you put it down normal and it's not uh, hiding the red dot, then I think you've already learned that you need a new putter. So <laughs> anyways, Jim, we're excited to see uh, what mini giant HTX looks like. And it sounds like you've got some really cool concepts coming down the pipe. Uh, and we're definitely looking forward to that next chapter. So thank yeah. you. Fantastic. And I think, you know, golfers, it's the one thing about the technology in, in the aha moment is also that I think golfers realize pretty quickly that this is going to make me better over the long term. I mean, I don't know, you know, are you going to make your first 10 putts with it? Maybe you will, you know, I mean, maybe you will. But I think when you have something that helps to simplify and get you more consistent, it's going to be better over time. And, and, you know, that's really what game improvement is all about. So we appreciate it. And uh, I hope we get to do this again sometime. Thanks, Dan. Right on. Hey, if you're playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. Don't be a crusty loser if you're losing. Don't be a bad winner if you're winning. Just have fun and enjoy the game. We'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.